Welcome to a new episode with me, Irene. My guest today is a basketball pro. He's also a model and a good friend. Welcome, Elias Desport. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> How are you today? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You're back from uh, from Greece. Yeah, back from a nice nice little getaway trip to Greece. Uh, well, well needed. And uh, now back in cold, rainy Sweden. Welcome back. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's Thank like you. October here, like you yeah, said. Seriously, I was shocked when I got off the plane. Uh, it was cold and the rain. And I, I came in shorts and t-shirts too, so I was really not ready for <laughs> all of that. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to take it now. It's really Yeah, yeah, yeah. hopefully it will turn around. Yeah, ho hopefully, yeah, hopefully, hopefully. So, first of all, thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. I'm very, very happy to have you on this uh new uh, new project that I'm doing. Today we're going to talk about mental health. Mm -hmm. uh, but before we do that, mm -hmm. I want to do some some quick uh, this or that questions to get to know you a bit more okay. for people who don't know you. All right, right? Shoot. shoot. Okay, so dogs or cat? Dogs, for okay. sure. <laughs> for sure. Netflix or YouTube? Ooh. Oh, <laughs> that was a hard um, one. Netflix. Netflix, okay. Phone call or text? Text. What? Don't, we have, to, we have to talk me, about it. Text me. If you want to call me, text me before you call me. <laughs> Let me know. I need a heads up. That's just how I am. I need to, you know what I mean? Don't just call I me out of the blue. I, I don't I don't get that. I call people like all the time. Know. Unless you're my, my family, like uh, brother, mother, and uh, you know what I mean? Close family, don't, yeah, shoot me a text. <laughs> don't call <laughs> shoot me. Shoot me a text. <laughs> okay. Cardio weights. Weights. Facebook or Twitter? Twitter. Uh, while walking, music or podcasts? podcast actually really yeah nice something is going on me yeah. nice nice okay jogging or hiking hiking okay bath or shower bath even though i don't know i, can't, I don't have a tub that fits me so <laughs> same <laughs> sneakers or sandals sneakers why do you feel like a sandal type of guy? <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. I don't know. You have I don't like know. a dad vibe to yeah, you. I, well, I don't know. I, that's just something you have to answer yourself because I don't okay. know what, what gave you that input. Um, hamburgers or, or taco? Tacos. Wait, soft shell or hard shell? Hard. One of them burgers. I like soft shell. <laughs> like tortillas. I like those better. <laughs> start from the beginning for, for for those who don't know you who are you what do you do and yeah yeah okay so my name is Elias Desport I'm 29 years old um, I am a man I am a <laughs> uh, an uncle brother Aww. son uh, sometimes I play basketball sometimes I uh, write sometimes I hang mm. out with friends just like anybody else um, born and raised in Stockholm uh, Father is American, mom is Swedish, mm -hmm. and um, that's that's it. Uh, that's the that's the stint of it, I guess. That's the short short version. I like how you said that you are uh, uncle, yeah. son, and I think that's very important. That's that's something I've tried to do more now, often, like just to um, whenever I introduce myself, mm -hmm. I try not to automatically go to the okay. Well, I play basketball, or yeah. you know, just one thing. I try to say, well, you know, yeah, I'm all. I'm 29 years old. I do this. I like to do yeah, this sometimes. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I have, you know, I like to do many different things in life. You know, mm -hmm, things I enjoy. Mm -hmm. So that's just something that I kind of picked up on. Yeah, because it's important. It's a role. It's for something sure. you. For sure. And, you know, and, and 
I guess it would be the same thing as if you ask somebody that works as or has any regular nine to five job. Mm-hmm. If you would ask that person, oh, you know, who are you? And you automatically say, well, I work as a receptionist. It's, you know, I mean, it's kind of like you, you wouldn't do identify that. Identify with the profession right. you're doing. Yeah, yes. you wouldn't do that. So mm-hmm. I feel like as athletes, I feel like we do that too often. Like we identify as mm-hmm. our job. And I think we got to try to break that cycle a little bit. Would you say you've learned that over the years to not identify with the things you do? For sure. Yeah, for sure. It, def- it took me a while to get to this point. I mean, I still struggle with it. It's not like I've figured it all out. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no, for sure. I definitely try to um, do it now more than I did before. Yeah, because th- that's very interesting because I've I've tried to do it lately as well because when you're not identifying with the things you do, it's it, it's easier to to stay good if it doesn't go your way right. or like failure or stuff like that, which is very important to to deal with. So when you don't identify with it, it's easier. Right. Right. You kind of create that distance. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, sure. Initially when I when I uh planned the uh the episodes for this podcast Mm -hmm. this subject was the the most uh the most important important one for me because i i really feel like it's a topic that is not discussed about enough um and also when i when i started planning this i had never gone through it for real but then last year i got diagnosed with um depression and anxiety issues And it was, and I still had this episode in mind. Right. And it was very interesting to to also, like questions that I, I had never thought about right. came up during this period. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited to sit here with you today mm-hmm. and, and, and talk about it. And mm-hmm. that's something you also, you also went through mental health issues and, uh, and now you're very, Can I say eager to talk about it, to have a conversation about it? Sure. Is that the right word? Sure. No. Um, I always enjoy having these type of conversations, um, especially with people who get it and mm-hmm. who might have gone through the same things. In my world, as a man and as an athlete, it's not common to have these conversations. Mm. Right. So with me, what I've tried to do is to try to kind of break that stigma of not having these conversations conversations because it's not it doesn't happen it really doesn't no it doesn't so i think we're starting to see that more and more you know especially mm-hmm. in the athletic world mm-hmm. but you know we, there's still work to be done um you know i had the this experience about two years ago now three years almost mm-hmm. and uh, hit rock bottom and i kind of had to work my way back okay to where i am today and it was a tough road mm-hmm. um, but It was also very helpful. I think it was important for me to to get to this point. Mm. You you said something interesting, getting back. Getting back. But something I expect, maybe you had a different experience, but when I went through my my stuff, I always, always fought to get back. I was like, I want to get back to the happy me. I want to get back to the to the ambitious state, the, you know, the loving person I was and and all of that. Mm. So I thought it was a period, a phase. But I think I then realized that I just have to find a new me. It sounds super cliche. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, it makes sense. A new you and a better you. Exactly. Really what happens is that you, when everything comes crashing down, it's like your whole facade, like everything Mm. you have, your pillars of Mm -hmm. your identity, essentially, right? Mm -hmm. Who you are as Mm -hmm. a person 
that all breaks down. So mm-hmm. now what you have to do is you have to build that back up mm-hmm. and a better version of you. That's essentially what happens because yeah. now you learn all these things about yourself. Mm. Okay, so this is how I work. This is what I like. Yeah. This is what I don't like. Yeah. This is why I react to certain things the way I do. Mm-hmm. This is why I have this type of feeling when X, Y, and Z happens. Mm-hmm. So when now when you're building this back up, building yourself back up, now you're at a point like where where you're like, oh, well, I'm a better me now. Yeah. Not that you lost your old self, but yeah, you're exactly, a better version of exactly, yourself. Exactly. Because I was, I was constantly trying to, to find myself like exactly where I was before. But then I just, when I realized that maybe I just need to, as you said, build myself up to a better version and, and accept that I'm not going to be the exact same person as I was before this. Right. I think it helped me tremendously right and that's okay like to say that you okay i'm not gonna be my old self but that's okay exactly that's really okay i mean it's yeah. something it's like almost you coming out of your shell a bit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean you've been playing a role like you've been a certain person yeah. and you're just not that person anymore yeah for better or for worse i mean exactly. some might say exactly. like, oh you know i missed the old me but it's like why you know what i mean we're constantly evolving so yeah but i also had people around me saying like oh where's what's going on yeah not not what's going on like we see you Mm -hmm. struggling it was more like why aren't you like like you were before like almost accusing me of not being my old self but that's that's funny to me though because like i don't so why would you we we grow we evolve Mm -hmm. we get older Mm -hmm. i mean it's 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 when you think about it it's to me if i see a person that you know, stays the same yeah. for, you know, over the course of several years, that kind of gives me red flags because in my opinion, there's no way you should be liking the same things in your 30s as you did when you were 20. 100%. Or 40, you know what I mean? We yeah, grow, like, 100%. I don't, you know, to, for example, for me, grow, going out and, you know, going to the club and all that stuff, it was fun in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm getting older, I'm 29, I'm turning 30 soon mm-hmm. and, I mean, I'll still go out from time to time, but mm-hmm. doing that every weekend, mm-hmm. like, you know, back to back days, and it just doesn't—it doesn't do anything for me anymore. You know no, what I mean? no, so no, no. that's not to sit here and say I don't like to have fun, but if you are doing that, you know, in your twenties, sure, have fun, cool, even thirty, whatever, however, however yeah. old you are, but that shouldn't be like your end goal, or that shouldn't be what's of most course. important to you. Of course, and that shouldn't define you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm just one mm-hmm. example, but you know what I mean? You get the gist yeah, of it. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. No, of course, because I, I felt, or I know, I had people around me because I'm very talkative. Right. I'm very happy. I'm very, uh, my emotions are on the outside sometimes. Right. Where you hard to just leave. Yeah, exactly. Um, so when I didn't talk as much, when I didn't take the room in a party, or I weren't my old self, mm-hmm. people started to almost like. Like, why are you doing this? Right. Why aren't you yourself? Not in a caring way. Because maybe it was, but back then it didn't feel like it. It felt like a, um, an attack. Attack, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I, I think that's also a way of people not being, uh, I guess, aware of, you know, maybe it was, or maybe it's also a way of being insensitive to, you know, mm. you dealing with something. You know, people might not just be aware that you're dealing with yeah. something. And, you know, and also, you know, that's not, Let's be real. Like at a party, <laughs> you're supposed to be that type of. You know, exactly. Talking to them. It's exactly. like if you're not, you're, you're automatically going to assume something is wrong. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I mean, I, I kind of get both sides in that sense, but 
Yeah, now now afterwards I I I kind of get it, right. but at the same I time, just, it's yeah. just you know you have to, you know maybe you just being tired that day, maybe you're just tired that day. It could have been something like that. Maybe yeah, you just felt probably. like not talking. You know, it yeah. could be many different things, but yeah. you know, I get it though. Can Can you tell us about your story? Like when did when did it start? What was it? How did you get to where you are today? So for me, it happened in the summer of 2019. So with me. Well, honestly, it's probably been going on for most of my life. It's just that I finally hit a brick wall, mm. I guess, in 2019. Um, and I was able to then kind of put all the pieces together and realize, okay, now I know what this is. But basically what happened was um, I had my first panic attack in the summer of 2019. Okay. And Did it, you know it was a panic attack when I, you first no, had it? No, when I first had it, I thought it was a heart attack. Oh, that's what okay. I thought it was at first. So I was, you know, scared of death, yeah. thinking, you know, this is is this it? Okay, essentially. Um, and uh, when it first happened, you know, I had no clue. I was just, you know, going through all the symptoms, hyperventilating, and you know, um, we just felt weak. Yeah. Um, then you just fell to the floor, crying, all the other stuff. And basically the trigger for me was basketball related. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So every summer you kinda deal of you kinda deal with the fact that you don't have a contract playing. Okay. Because right? it's seasonal. Right. Yeah. So you play usually you sign one year contracts. Okay. And you know, if you're lucky you might sign sign a multiple year deal, but mm-hmm. usually it's one year contract. So okay. every summer you're kinda waiting for, okay, what's next? Like, oh, okay. You know, mm-hmm. am I playing next mm-hmm. year? Of Where, when, so forth, so forth. And that summer, I had a bad year before that mm-hmm. in playing in Germany. It was very tough. Um, was dealing with, you know, a lot of politics and not playing. And, mm-hmm. you know, which happens in my business, unfortunately. And, you know, every business, but, you know, basketball. And all of this, were you alone in Germany? Um, I mean, I was playing with, I was... Like alone, what you mean? Like living alone, you didn't have. No, a, I, no, I had my. Uh, I was living with uh, one of the Americans, so we okay. had a good relationship. Okay, but okay, it was just okay, dealing okay. with a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so, coming from that, not being in a happy situation, in a good situation, and then trying to go into next year, it was tough because I felt like I was offered. Basically, I was offered a deal that I wasn't happy with, and I felt like I was forced to sign it because I had nothing else on the table. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was desperate in a sense. Mm-hmm. And that after my time in Germany, I spent the whole spring just working out, working out, working out. Like, you know what I mean? I'm thinking, okay, well, I got to get better. I got to get better. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I got to get better. So I'm working out and juggling a, a job on the side. So I'm managing oh. both. Okay. So I'm working at a school, working from what, like eight to three part time. Mm-hmm. And then working out basically from three to six, seven, and then wow. that's, you know, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. getting up at six, you know, leaving the, the the apartment at seven, and I'll get back at like eight, eight thirty. That was, you know, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyways, fast forward to, so the summer 19, my agent calls me and says, I have a job for you. I wasn't really, I wasn't really ready to take it, but I felt like I said I was forced to take it because I was you desperate. Right. Yeah. So I did. And then they were kind of pushing me to come down a bit earlier than I expected to. They mm. wanted me to fly down pretty much, you know, 
within a day or two. And I oh, felt wow. Like, yeah, I felt like I wasn't ready for that because it came out of the blue, really. Oh, okay. I wasn't really ready for it. You know, with me, I like to be prepared. I like to, you know, have some time. To uh, mentally prepare to, Right, well. mentally yeah. prepare and to yeah. say bye to whoever of course, I need to family, yeah. friends, pack, you know, all of the other stuff. Yeah. So with that being said, um, it just kind of, you shook me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shoot, well, I don't really, I got to do this, got to do that. I, I was taken off guard. Yeah. So, you know, I had my panic attack. That same day? That same day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm on the phone with my agent. I'm like, uh, you know, I'm having a panic attack. Oh, no, actually, I hung up with him, and then I, then I had my panic attack. Mm-hmm. So I texted him, like, yeah, I think I'm having a panic attack, and I called 911. And, um, you know, they, I told him I thought I was having a heart attack, but I think the the person on the other end, because I think they connected me to a nurse or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the person on the other end was like, you know, talking to me, and I guess she understood that it wasn't a, a heart attack, it was a panic attack. Okay. So she was just trying to calm me down at that point. Mm-hmm. And it's just, during that time, it was just weird, because it was a lot of things. Like, you don't have any rational thoughts. No. It's yeah. just, you think the most weirdest <laughs> stuff, right? Yeah. Like, it's cr- yeah. crazy things pop into your mind, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I was having those, you know, irrational thoughts, mm-hmm. uh, like, you know, suicidal thoughts, um, you know, just wanting stuff to end, basically. That's what mm-hmm. I really felt like. I need stuff, this to end. Whatever this is, I need it to end okay. now, right? Mm-hmm. And you're kind of desperate, and you want to take every measure to get to that point. Mm-hmm. So um, I call, after I <clears throat> hung up with the paramedics, I called my, um, my brother, and he was like, what's going on? I told him, I'm like, I think I'm having a heart attack because I feel like I felt like a cramp in my arm too. So, I, and I know that's like one of the symptoms to okay. having a heart attack. So he's all right, well, he's like, okay, hold up. I'll be there in a minute. So mm-hmm. he got in a car, came to my apartment and uh, he called my mom because I couldn't get a hold of her. I think she was at a uh, like a um, school kickoff. Oh, okay. she, she's a teacher too. So, so um um, he he gets there. So at that point, when he gets there, I'm just like laying on the couch, like I'm laid out. I'm not I'm not in the couch. I'm laying on the couch. So like mm. you know what I mean. So I'm just like passed out essentially. Just so um, then he comes. He's like, "Yo, what's going on?" And we sit there and talk. And I was I just remember just being exhausted, like completely, mm. dead. like physically, physically exhausted. exhausted. Yeah, okay. I could not move. That's very interesting. And then my mom came, and we're sitting there talking, and um. You know, and you tell them all this with the basketball and yeah, the I told them what okay. happened. I told them what happened. They mm-hmm. kind of knew. Well, I didn't. I don't think my mom knew about the contract. I think my brother, because we had talked about it some, mm-hmm. you know. But I told him that you know my agent was, you know, basically had something on the table, so yeah. he kind of knew. But okay. my mom didn't know anything. I don't if I remember correctly. Um, so fast forward, I end up actually taking a deal. So I end up anyways. Anyways. Wow. That's the that's the state of mind I was in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't shake the fact that I was desperate. You know what I mean? I was yeah. still so overconsumed with mm-hmm. my career. Mm-hmm. And I just needed a chance. I needed a gig. I need I didn't want to be in Sweden. I didn't want to yeah. play and stay here or, you know, work on a plan B. Did you know that you were desperate if if that's if that makes sense? Did you know you were desperate in the moment or is that something you realize now looking back at it like oh, wow, I, I was desperate? Because sometimes when you are you you're kind of in denial. I think I've always had that work ethic where I'm thinking I always treat myself as the underdog. Ah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So with that comes a sense of desperation. So I'm always so, like okay, true. well, I got to 
I'm desperate. Okay. Like, okay, I gotta, okay. I gotta get this. I gotta get. This. So that's I think, kind of a mo- motivation, right? In so a I sense, was, yeah. I was, I was in that state of mind even back then. Mm-hmm. But I think now the difference is I can see how unhealthy it was. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, dude, like, what were you? Why was you doing that? It was. That's, that's not healthy. It's, no, yeah. you can't live like that. Yeah. So I end up taking the deal anyways. I fly down there, and I just remember sitting at the gate at the airport, just sitting there like, yo. Like, I, I was thinking, you know, I hope something happens to the point where I can't go. Like, I hope there's a terrorist threat. You, you wanted something else to stop yeah, you. Yeah, I wanted yeah. something to stop me because I really didn't want to go. I'm sitting there wow. and, like, I could feel it, you know, like, the gut feeling. Yeah. That gut feeling never wow. lies. It never lies. So and I'm, how old were you this time? So, I'm, I want to say I'm 20, I was 26, I think. Okay, so yeah. very young yeah. still. Yeah, 26, 27, I believe. And that gut feeling was telling me, yo, don't go, don't go, wow. right? And, you know, I'm thinking, man, I hope something happens. Maybe the plane breaks <laughs> yeah. down or, like, you know what I mean? Anything yeah, that anything. could stop me from yeah. going. But nothing happens, so <laughs> <You're just laughs> I end up getting on the plane. Wow. I go down there. Um, I'm thinking maybe this will pass. Yeah. It didn't. Um, I had two more episodes of panic attacks when I got down there. Um, oh, oh, no, so- wait, one. I'm lost. Oh, sorry. One. I have one more. So, so I, within a couple of days within only. A couple of days, yeah. So I left. I want to say the first one happened on a Thursday. Yeah. I left on a Friday. I had another one, I want to say, Sunday. Wow. Yeah. And so I, what were your thoughts then? Because then I, like, look, looking at it now, mm-hmm. like, maybe one would think, like, okay, maybe this is something I should look into. Maybe I should see a doctor. No? Right. And that's exactly what kind of, well, it wasn't so much me. It was actually my mom who, when I spoke to her on the phone, she mm-hmm. was like, you know, maybe this is something you need to look into. Cause okay. I actually also felt when I had my first panic attack, I also felt like some sort of like a heart arrhythmia. So that my heart was beating super fast. Right. And, okay. And when she had called, um, the, I guess she had called a nurse or something just to ask her about, yeah, you know, the symptoms. Mm-hmm. I think the nurse had mentioned so maybe he should come in and check it out just to be on the uh, safe side. Okay. But at that point, I had already left. Mm. So she she did that, you know, just as a concerned yeah, parent, course, right? Course, so she did course. that after after I left, yeah. and that's when they told her, yeah, maybe you should come in. But you know, obviously, I wasn't there. And I remember I had called my uh, I called my mom because when I had my second one, I'm in Germany. I'm by myself now. Yeah. Like, I don't know anybody really. I met my teammates briefly. I met the coach briefly. Okay. Oh no, but if I haven't even met my coach yet. Wow. Because it was a weekend and he yeah, had no exactly. practices. So, yeah. you know, I met one of my teammates. That was it. So I knew nobody. I'm in a in a small town in like outside of Frankfurt in Germany and I don't know a single soul. I don't even know the number to to call in case of an emergency. Really? That's that's where I was at. So That I'm, must it, have been scary not it knowing. Was. Yeah. It was very scary. You know what I mean? I'm sitting I'm in the in the apartment by myself and I lay down on the floor just having a heart attack, not I mean a panic attack. Yeah. Not knowing what's going on mm-hmm. like why is this happening to me again yeah exactly exactly so they um i call my mom she manages to call me call me down mm-hmm. uh, while it's happening while it's happening right because yeah. she, she you know just helps me with my breathing it's like mm-hmm. you know try to slow your breathing down because she could tell i was hyperventilating again mm-hmm. so we're on the phone together and um i got through it but I, same thing and i was exhausted I'm laying on the floor. Just I felt it felt like it was hours, but maybe it was twenty minutes, fifteen really? minutes. Yeah. 
Was it the exactly same type as the? Yeah. Okay. And I mm-hmm. felt this one coming too. Wow. I felt it coming. It was like it was kind of brewing under the under the surface a little bit. That makes it even more scary. Yeah. It was just like it was just yeah. It was just under there, like just waiting to happen. Yeah. I felt like. Um, and I remember I tried to distract myself, like washing dishes, just to get it out of my system. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Were you scared of it happening during practices or like in front of the team or something? Honestly, I didn't even think that far at that time. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Was, yeah, I never got to that. I was just worried. I was just scared enough yeah, to deal with it scared. by okay. myself. Yeah. You know, forget front of teammates or anything else. Mm-hmm. But um, what was interesting about that day, too, was that, so this happened in, I want to say the morning after I had breakfast. So that same day, we also had a team event we had to go to. Okay. And I ended up going. Like I just I remember I hopped in the shower after I finally got off up, up off the floor. I got in the shower, like nothing happened. I got oh ready. My goodness. Had to go and yeah, go to this team event where we had to meet sponsors, shake hands and eat and And be social and act social like social and put is on great. your best behavior. Right? Wow. And I ended up doing it and it it worked. And I guess that was just like a distraction yeah, for my mind. Yeah. Like, oh I'm seeing people, oh food and you know, mm-hmm. it's just a lot of mm-hmm. things to take in. Mm-hmm. And I it, you know, I don't know. Looking back, I don't. I don't know how I did it, but I did it. Wow! And then I went back to the apartment by myself, and uh, I was cool for the rest of that evening. Sunday, I don't think we. I think. Oh yeah, Sunday I was. You know, okay, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, and then Monday we had our first practice, and I remember during practice I was just like, I don't want to do this. Like. I, I don't like want to really be don't, here or yeah. I don't want to do basketball yeah. no, anymore. No, like both. Like, I don't want to wow. be here right now. Like, I really do not want to do this, like, at all. Like, I remember practice being tough as hell, first of all. Mm-hmm. Not not in the sense of, um, I mean, physically I was fine because I had worked my butt off yeah, that whole exactly. spring. So I was yeah. in great shape. It wasn't yeah. that. But I just remember it was like mentally I wasn't connected to my my physical body. No. Mm-hmm. So I just remember being like, yo, I don't want to do this. Like, this, this sucks. But but uh, thinking back of what we said in the beginning of the episode, this um, identifying with what you do, did you feel, or or maybe you you were so caught up in other thoughts that you didn't think of it, but identifying with being a basketball player and then feeling like, my God, I don't want to do this anymore, mm. and having those thoughts, did right. you have that or? Well, yeah, it's all, it's kind of in the back of your mind thinking that, you know, if I don't do this, then, then what? Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah. if I don't, if I don't play now, mm-hmm. if I don't stick this out, mm. then I'm going back, but going back to what? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And if I, you know, and then, like you said, it's my, it's part of my identity. Yeah. It's part of what I do. Mm-hmm. So, or, or, and I should say, or, and who I am. Wow. So if I felt like if I just if I don't stick this out, I don't have anything to go back to. So I felt I had to stick this out. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I felt like, yo, I don't want to do this. And I, I don't see how I'm going to be able to do this for a whole season. You know, mm-hmm. my season is eight, nine months. Yeah. That's, you <laughs> know what I mean? That's a lot of games yeah. in practice. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm, I'm there. This is like day four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ain't going a week. Wow. And I'm struggling. Um, so what happens next? So what happens next is I finish practice and I remember just going back to the apartment and just feeling like shit. Okay. Like just feeling terrible, mm. and I called my mom. I, I, you know, throughout this week, I was basically on the phone with my, either my mom or my brother, like several times a day. 
They knew about everything. They, yeah, they knew what was going okay. on. And I just needed, like, they wanted to call me and check in on me just every day, like, mm-hmm. just, you know, every other hour or something, like, mm-hmm. or every third hour just to see how I was doing. Mm-hmm. So every time I hung up, it was like, okay, I'll call you in about three or four hours to see how you're doing. Yeah. And I called my mom, and that's when she told me about her calling a nurse. Okay. And she goes, you know, just so you know, this is what they said. Mm-hmm. And that. At that point, it kind of put it in perspective for me. Like, it kind of hit me like, yo, I don't think I'll be able to do this. Like, I can't. Mm. There's no way. I got to go back and really see what this is. Okay. So I ended up going back um, to Stockholm. I think I flew out Wednesday. So I managed, I barely managed to stay for a week. Mm-hmm. So I left, I flew out to Frankfurt Thursday from Stockholm and I was back, I want to say Wednesday night or Thursday morning. Did you say to your coach like, okay. Yeah, so you, I, yeah, so I was, I was very honest with him. I told him, you know, I'm dealing with some stuff. Yeah. I didn't really go into detail. No. Too much, but I just told him like, look, I'm having some mental health issues. I'm dealing with some other personal stuff, you know, family related. So. Oh, so you knew it was mental health. I think at, I knew at that point, yeah, like I knew uh, it was something okay. that it wasn't just, it just it wasn't just like a one thing, um, one time thing. Okay, okay, okay. I felt like so you I, figured out. Yeah, like, okay, I figured yeah, yeah. something was going on. Okay, and it wasn't connected. To, I don't think I felt like it could have been something with my heart too. I felt like at mm-hmm. that point, because since I was experiencing heart arrhythmia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you said you felt like it was a heart attack. Right. Yeah. But then I also kind of like did some, my own research mm. and figured out that okay you know this sounds yeah you know this sounds familiar okay yeah and and then talking to people talking to my mom my brother did you know about that before like uh, panic attacks did you no, know what it I've was heard, yeah no i've heard about it i've actually i've seen a, a friend of mine had it in college okay but that's also the the irony of the whole thing i didn't really believe in that stuff until it happened to me like i'm like yo what is she because really what happened to me what happened to my friend in college i saw it happen to her i was in a room So it was my my uh, my roommate's girlfriend at the time, mm. and I remember him telling me like, "Yeah, she's dealing with some, like she has panic attacks sometimes." I'm like, "What okay. the hell? What is that? Okay, I mean, is that like something you're just running wild and screaming, or is it? You know what I mean? I, I oh, was so naive yeah. to the whole idea yeah. of a panic attack. Okay. So when it happened, she was laying in bed, and all of a sudden she started just crying and like breathing super heavy, mm. like hyperventilating. I'm like, "Yo." Is she okay? And mm-hmm. he like went to hug her to calm her down. Mm-hmm. And she just kept going and going. It was just happened out of the blue. Like I'm sitting there watching Netflix and she's, you know what I mean? <laughs> like she's in the ne- next bed just crying. Aww. I'm like, what yeah. the hell? And then here I am going through the exact same thing. Yeah. So that was initially the first time you got introduced to. Exactly. It just wasn't me. But yeah, but yeah, exactly. but that, but yeah. yeah. So now it happened to me. It was like, okay, wow. And I just like it was, and I thought of that too at the at the time. Like, yo, this happened to her. This is exactly what happened to her. Wow. And the irony of it, I'm like, yo, this is kind of crazy. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. But did you? But but what what did you think was the problem when it happened to her? Like, do you think she was being dramatic or like? Yeah, I thought yeah. Just, yo, she being dramatic. Like, okay, what type okay. Of, Like what's the, excuse me? What the hell <laughs> excuse are you doing? Me, miss. Like, yeah, seriously, yo, what type of shit are you on? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's oh. what I, I'm thinking. College, like, I don't, but you know, then again, in college, you also deal with a lot of yeah, of uh, course, BS. Yeah. But I did. I had no idea what the hell she was going through. So, have you ever talked to her since? I have not actually, but I think. Oh wait, have I? I'm not sure actually. I can't remember because this was. I mean, this is almost 
this is eight years ago. Now, yeah, yeah, happened. but I yeah. well, why I'm asking is like sometimes when stuff happened to you and you're like, oh, I know a person. Maybe maybe you wanna talk to that person and see like like you're you're further ahead in the process. Like, what have you done? What works? You know, just to get some information. Yeah, no, I uh, that's actually a, a good thought. Um, I just never never reached out to we kind of lost touch ah okay so, i get it yeah yeah just moved different you know directions so yeah, yeah no, i never lived there but i mean it's a good idea really i just never thought of it so you go back to sweden i go back to sweden right so now i'm back and i'm really like at my lowest like mm. lowest of my low are you still in your apartment or did you move in with your brother or mom no so that was i was staying with my mom at that point at that okay, time yeah. yeah i had no place to stay that was basically home at oh that time. okay okay yeah. okay so That happens. I'm back home. I'm at the lowest of my low, and then I'm still having these weird thoughts. Mm. You know what I mean? So I was. Are having, you talking about the thoughts with your mom and your brother? Um, no. I was. Well, wait. What you mean? Like the the suicidal. Yeah, thoughts? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Suicidal thoughts. Oh, you you were talking about yeah, it. Yeah. I was. Okay. okay. I was very open. So I, so I always say this. Like my lowest, the lowest point of my life. The lowest of my low was telling my mom I didn't want to live anymore, mm. right? And the reason why I say that is because, like, telling a, a woman that gave birth to you, it gave you life, yeah. And telling her you don't you don't want that life, basically, yeah. like you don't want mm -hmm. to be able to draw breath anymore. To me, it's like wow. I mean, that, that is the that's, lowest. That's crazy. Yeah. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And she was concerned, obviously. You know what I mean? I'm her son. She's a mom. Yeah, she's of a course. mom. She was concerned, yeah. and she. She was like standing there with her hands like, I don't know what to do because mm. she doesn't really know. I mean, she she has no idea really what she can do to help of me. Of course, of course. Right? She's trying to be there for me, but at the same time, yeah. it's like I, don't, I wasn't. I don't know how to be there right, for you. I was yeah. receptive to her help at that point. Mm. So she got in contact with people that work within, uh, I guess, like the psych ward. Okay. And I was close to getting admitted to. Like I was at that point. Wow. Like I wanted to be in a, uh, a like a room with cushions and like I was. I, that's where I felt I was at. Mm. Not that I was having. Not that I was acting out or being. No, you were just afraid of yeah, what you might do. Yeah. Yeah. I was just. I was just in a very dark place. Mm. And I wasn't sure if I was going to act out on any of my thoughts that mm -hmm. I was having, like or actually go through what I was thinking. Mm. But having those thoughts was bad enough yeah so ended up meeting these people they came to the to to the apartment to I guess do a value uh, an evaluation yeah and you know they said you know if you want you can come mm -hmm. but I think my mom was kind of concerned because she wasn't sure that that would be the right place for me you know I guess as a parent like it's just an yeah. instinct you mm -hmm. want to hurt you want to be close to your child mm -hmm. and going to a place like that that's you know that's really it yeah now you're in there yeah and also they tried to prescribe me some drugs which i refused to take okay I didn't want to take so you any. didn't take anything during I that i did period. not take any no so um i just ended up leaving them at the at the pharmacy and not even getting them wow so um yeah that's really But why was at. that i'm sorry i have to ask why was that because is it because that's your athlete instinct to not Or yeah, that and also I've you know I've I've had friends or actually you know um, family too um, that have dealt with similar 
mm-hmm. issues. I, you know, and it's like I said at that time, I didn't really think of it that way. But I also have a, a grandfather. I had a grandfather, God rest his soul, who dealt with uh, mental health. Oh wow! Yeah. Did you know that then? Yeah, I knew, but I didn't really. At the same time, I was so, I guess, numb to the idea of that being an actual thing. Like, you know what I mean? It was so abstract wow. to me. It was, that's what I mean. It's just yeah. so weird. But yeah. and then, you know, thinking back, it's like, yo, this is what grandpa dealt with. Mm. But when, every time I saw him, he was always, you know, happy because, you know, he's yeah. grandkids. Yeah. But he had separation anxiety, he had anxiety, depression, and he took a bunch of meds for it. Okay. And to me, I also, I, I could tell, I could see the results of him taking the meds uh, okay. and what it does to you. Not okay. that he was... You know, not that it that affect that it affected him. You know, in a in a terrible sense, right? Mm-hmm, Where he was, mm-hmm. um, you know, having like side effects and all that. But yeah. you know, it messes with you. Of course, of course. And I've had other fr- uh, family and friends who've taken drugs. You know, okay. And I've, they've told me like, don't. It's just it it gets worse before it gets better. Are you happy with that choice today? Very. Okay. I'll, do, I'll do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'll do the same thing. If 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 it was if it happens tomorrow, I'll do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Would you suggest that to everyone? I would. Okay. I would. Because to me, it comes down to this. It's one thing if you have, let's say if you're acting out and you're being, uh, you know, abusive or aggressive mm-hmm. and acting out physically or whatever the case mm-hmm. might be, then, you know, in that case, yeah, you might need something to, to calm you down. Okay. But for me, I was calm. I was just yeah. in a deep dark place yeah. mm-hmm. like, you know i was in that in the in the you know in the sewers mm-hmm. you know the mm-hmm. worst of the worst yeah trenches so for me i was just i needed something to kind of bring me back up yeah right mm-hmm. so i uh that's why i felt like you know what i don't want to take anything that's going to beat me to bring me to a worse place <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no. and then for me to get better like who yeah. would so yeah, we don't need that right so yeah. for me it actually came down to i changed my diet mm. So I went to I went to another doctor. He um, works with. Um, was that on your own? No, so like, that was his. Um, that idea. was his. Okay, yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. he he suggested to drink. So he he works. He's a um, he got his uh, 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 degree out in China. Mm-hmm. So his view of medicine is a little bit different. He he has like he he essentially uses like the Eastern version of medicine. Okay, that's what he's into. So like herbs and. You know, changing the natural, your diet. Yeah, the natural stuff, okay, right? Okay. Holistic. Mm-hmm. I ended up going there. He gave me, I got some therapy, acupuncture, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then he gave me a, a sheet of papers like, okay, well, this is what you need to do. So, you know, it was vitamins, natural vitamins, mm-hmm. changing my diet. So I was basically vegan for a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tough, wow. very tough. Yeah, you know, very, <laughs> very t- tough. I'm never <laughs> going very, back. Very, no, I, I'm sorry. I tried it. I tried it. It was very healthy. It's not for me. It's not for me. It was very healthy. <laughs> But I can't say I'll do it again. It just I dropped some some weight. I've seen your food Instagram. Yeah, yeah, now yeah, it's no, not vegan not anymore. I I prefer you know I can eat some vegan food now. Like I don't mind eating or cooking it from time to time. Yeah. But going straight vegan was extremely tough. So it wasn't mm-hmm. me. But it cleared my mind though. Okay. So it helped my mind and it mm-hmm. helped my health overall. So wow. I did that and I he uh, prescribed some Chinese herbs that I went to get from the store out here in the city. Okay. Okay. Tasted. Terrible though, tasted nasty. It's just like medicine. Nasty, <laughs> and that actually helped me get you know slowly but surely get back to okay. a better place. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what happened after that? After so after that, you know, when I'm in when I'm in Sweden, it was you know taking day by day. So mm-hmm. I got put on sick leave. So I was on okay. sick leave for a whole month. Um, and 
throughout that time, I was just you know going to trying to find my uh, trying to find a therapist because he's a doctor. He's not a therapist, mm-hmm. even though I know him personally, so he could help me and you know we have talks and conversations. But yeah, it's not the same when it's somebody you know, right? So I try to find different therapists. I I finally found the right one on a third try. So I went to three different ones, and the third okay. one was the one that was good for me. Yeah. Okay. Then I have a question here. Sure. You because you said you were you were not really grasping the whole mental mental uh, issue thing as in in the in the beginning, right, right? Right. And then actually going and looking for a therapist that's a huge step. Yeah, I know it yeah. was for me, and I I was. I've had, as a child, I think I went to see a therapist because I had to deal with my parents getting divorced. Okay. But I, this is, you know, 20 years ago probably mm-hmm. now. And, you know, I remember I remember sometimes it was, I wouldn't say I was completely against the idea of going to talk to somebody because I've okay. done it before. But okay. as a child, I remember also how, like what it brought out of me. Like, like in, what in I, good? Yeah, no, well, good. No. good and bad. Sometimes oh, okay. it was good because I felt like, okay, I could talk to somebody. Uh-huh. Right, but I also remember like the emotions I felt sometimes. Mm. Right, and mm. and you know, and as a human being, you don't want to go back. to You that. don't want to go back to that, no. right? And you, we, you know, we try to kind of desensitize ourselves and you know get away from our emotions mm-hmm. as much as we can sometimes because we don't want to deal with some stuff that we have inside of us. Of course. But my mom was really trying to push me, like, "Yo, you need to go talk to somebody." Okay. You know what I mean? And then finally, I was like, "Okay." So she actually had a contact who she. Um, uh, put me up with mm-hmm. um, and um, I went to see went to see her yeah. and um, it worked it clicked you know what I mean really? she, she, told, yeah, she told me that you know she's a little bit different but she you know it's gonna work I think so different is good different is good and it worked so mm-hmm. um, I still see her today so this is like two two and a half three years later I still see her from time to time not as often but I do That that's also very interesting because some people think think that once you're good or once you're on your feet again mm-hmm. like bye felicia yeah no yeah no, that's not how it works no that's not how right. it works and i think uh it's very interesting that you see do, if i ask you this mm-hmm. do you feel like you're completely you don't have mental issues anymore uh, or no, can I, you say that no too? i can't no uh i i'm i would say i'm better mm. right mm-hmm. i don't think you ever get away from oh, your thoughts Never, you know what I mean? That's something yeah. you, you got to learn. See, the, the when you go to, to to a therapist, depending on what you deal with, it's not about you getting healed. No, it's about you learning how to deal with what you have. Inside oh, that's of you. so interesting because that's what I actually took away from my whole experience. Right. right. I just need to find a way to deal with it. Right. It's not going away. Right. Because it's not. I mean, yeah. it's it's different if you're dealing with even with if you're dealing with grief. Mm. Right. Losing somebody. Grief doesn't go away. No. You know, life goes on. Mm-hmm. You just got to learn how to deal with that. Trauma, same thing. Whatever the case may be, it's not you getting healed. It's not. Mm-hmm. That's not what therapists do. They give you tools mm-hmm. to help yourself or learn how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. So I finally got tools now to deal with, or I can identify what I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. I can identify my thoughts and say, okay, that's what that is. So if we go like just just a quick to the whole like um, purpose of this mm-hmm. of this podcast is was to uh, actually give young adults like high school high schoolers knowledge like this to be able to spin on. Do you think you would have gained something from this knowledge back if I was in high, in high school? school? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think 
Man, I look at kids today, man. I know kids today are dealing with way more stuff mm. than than I was when I was a kid. And it's not, you know, maybe not so much in their personal life because I think, you know, it's all relative. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, with the social media stuff and the yeah. pressures of society of, you know, or the the expectations of having to look a certain way or whatever. Yeah. It's terrible for these kids. And I don't think school as it as it is today. Yeah. Is giving teenagers or kids but if the it, tools. Yeah. You were talking about like in that age that you were very naive when it came to right. me- mental issues. Mm-hmm. Do you think it would stick with them if you talked about it? Like if you would say like mental issues, something you will have to uh, work with and deal with. It's not going away. It's not a phase. Do you think in that age that you would understand that? I think so, because I've seen when I talk to kids nowadays, I could tell they're dealing with their own stuff. Mm, because you're also working in a school. Right. Yeah, yeah, I did that. So I know I can see I can, I, I can identify, you know, I can see some of the signs or some of the patterns. You do? Yeah, I can see it sometimes. Mm. I can tell. It's just it comes from conversation. It's like, damn, that was me when I was their age. Like, uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because that's also when I realized that, oh, you know, this is something that's been inside of me yeah. mm-hmm. longer than I've known. Because mm. that, that, you know, that Uh, those butterflies that that feeling of mm. that sensation of anxiety mm-hmm. i i could feel that when i way before that happened and it was i was a little kid yeah. a teenager before that now looking back do you think you've always had like when did it start for real do you think uh i want to say it probably started when i was less than Like probably like less than ten years old to mm, be honest. Well. I've had this inside of me. It's yeah, you know, it's yeah, not yeah. nothing new. No, exactly. It's just you got it on paper yeah, when you were exactly, older. Yeah, exactly. So those butterflies, that sense of anxiety, mm-hmm. that that rock that you can feel in like that knot yeah. in your stomach, mm-hmm. that's been inside of me for a long, long time. Can you so. tell us some of the symptoms of the anxiety, like or those panic attacks? Both. So for me, anxiety just feels like that knot in your stomach. Okay. Sweating uh, excessively, mind racing, but I mean, to everybody's different. So that that just that's just for me. That's yeah, that's what I feel. Okay. Panic attacks to me, sweating, hyperventilation, hard to breathe. Mm. Uh, you feel a sense of weakness physically. Okay. Do you think there's a general list of like, oh, if you have these, maybe you're dealing with some type of mental issue. Or do you think that's very hard to because it could, it's it could be, but it's all like I said, it's all relative. So I'm, you mm. know, what I feel, you might not feel. You might feel something completely. You might feel a you know a slight pain in your shoulder. I mean, I don't mm. know. I feel yeah. like it's different to everybody. So I think it's kind of hard too. But I feel like there's always like a common like maybe four or five that you They're see. They're common ground. Yeah, yeah. you've seen everybody because you're saying that you can see it in students yeah. when you talk to them. So like for example, I had one student once where he had a lot of. Uh, I think it was performance anxiety, I think. So whenever he was taking a test, I could just see him like almost start crying. And he was like stressing out. Like, wow. And I would sit there and look at him like at the corner of my eye because I didn't want to make it too obvious. Of course. Right, because you of know how kids are. They can, you know, they could go either one way or the other. They yeah. could you know, try to tease you for it or mm. be like, yeah, what's wrong? And mm-hmm. I took him out of the classroom and I, I spoke to him and he was just like he can't he can't he couldn't stop crying and he was like breathing wow. at me he's like oh you know I, you know I gotta do well on this test because if I don't do well then you know my parents this that and the third yada 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 mm-hmm. 
And I was just trying to calm him down. He was like, no, I can't. You know what I mean? I was like, yo, this this kid is, this anxiety is through the roof. Like, he is on a different level. And he was in grade four. And the crazy part is, I think most teachers or adults mm-hmm. would say, oh, that's normal. That's a part of, like, part it's of not. school. It's not. I was telling, I was. I think I had a conversation with one of my coworkers. I'm like, yo, he's in, he's in the fourth grade. Yeah. Like, there's no way he should be dealing with that no. in, in the fourth grade. No, not you know at I mean? all. He's not, not even in all. junior high yet. You know what I mean? He's Like, his, what, him in school right now should be playtime, play mm. meeting friends, you know, artwork, you know, exactly. just having a good time. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't know school sucks. You know, don't get me wrong. School yeah. can be tough. It is. It is. Yeah. But for, in fourth grade, are you kidding me? Oh my God! I just don't want to think about like when like adult issues right. with that type of that's that's, my, yeah. that's what I'm saying. So if so if if that's inside of him, yeah, now, and you don't nip that in the bud and try to figure out mm. a way how to deal with it yeah. or give him the tools for him to deal with it. Mm-hmm. When do you think it's a good age to start teaching kids about mental health, like tools and knowledge and stuff like that? as early as possible really? i think yeah, yeah because i think there's different ways to do because you don't have to have to sit down with them and like it's, let's say for example in fourth grade and be like okay well this is mental health no so if you no. have the, these and these thoughts yeah but you can for example let's say in fourth grade or third grade or whatever have a certain amount of time every class or every day or whatever where you meditate mm-hmm. teach kids how to meditate you know okay we're gonna have a quiet hour and then you just Heavy breathing, or you know, mm. deep breaths, mm-hmm. and you know, let's try maybe first time for a minute. You know, see how that works. Because I know kids are with their attention span. And, yeah. You know, it's gonna be tough in the beginning, but I think eventually, you know, they'll get a hold of it, and that's just a tool. Yeah, exactly. And that's gonna help them in mm-hmm. school for the rest of the day or whatever they gotta exactly. do. You know what I mean? Just so if you give them the tools, that's just a start, and then you teach them. Okay, this is what meditation is. Mm. This is what it does for you, and this is how it can help you in school. Just the same way we teach kids about sleep or eating, and yeah, you know, it should that's, be a part of you know that. what I mean. Why it's why it's important for them to get mm. through their day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as early as possible. I I couldn't agree more. As you said in your introduction, you're a man. Mm-hmm. As a man talking about mental health in this society, it's a lot of things in that sentence that doesn't go together. Right. What are your thoughts about that? Because what you're doing now, being super honest about your mental health issues, mm. is is not normal. I'm sorry, right. but like, no, you're right. Um, so I get different reactions because um, you know, obviously, my story has been heard of now. Cause, mm. You know, I wrote about this and I've been interviewed about this before and mm-hmm. talked to people and so forth. So, not everybody gets it, mm. right? And that's to be expected because. Just like I told you, I was that person when my my roommate's girlfriend had one. I didn't get it. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, if you don't get it, that's fine. But then don't expect me to always have to explain it to you. Because mm-hmm. I don't have the time or the energy for it. Of course. But if I do feel like, you know, explaining it to you, then you just try to respect it. Mm-hmm. Right? Because they still might not understand. Like, oh, they might look at me like, oh, well... I don't get it, but okay, and it's fine. You know what I mean? Just respect it. Yeah. Do you think it's tied into the whole thing of men being vulnerable? For sure. For sure. And what we expect of quote-unquote right. men today? Of course. It's definitely, that's definitely a part of it. You know, men have, we, we all have different roles in society. Yeah. Right? Men and women. So, men, we have the role of, you know, being the provider, mm. taking care of our family, mm-hmm. you know, bringing, you know, being the breadwinner. Yeah. Um, being strong. Yeah. 
physically you had to look a certain way and not you know not cry big boys don't cry yeah. you know all that i knew mm. i heard that growing up yeah so you know if that's all you hear then yeah of course you don't sit and have these conversations with mm. you know with my 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 uh my friends mm. you know that's why i think it's extra important especially for someone like you being also on top of being a man you're an athlete so and then being open and very vulnerable about what you're going through and uh, um, your views and your values right. um, i think that does a lot and also because you're you're young you're 29 mm -hmm. so it's not like a it's not like a 70 year old dude who right. is like of course no. right yeah, it no. makes a difference right. and especially with young kids today i mm -hmm. think hearing someone who's close to their age mm -hmm. saying like it's okay, this exists, mm -hmm. we can talk about it. Mm -hmm. uh, because I didn't have anyone like that. Right, yeah, neither did I. I, um, you know, I didn't really know where to turn. Mm. Bless you. Excuse me, <laughs> no. shoot, <laughs> <These> damn allergies. <laughs> no, so yeah, no, I didn't really have anywhere to turn when I was a kid, so I think, you know, I'm just trying to, I guess, break that stigma. Yeah. Right, and you know, I can't expect people to change if I don't change myself <laughs> what are you allergic to God, bless you so the thing is I um every around this time every year I don't from what I know I don't have any allergies okay but for whatever reason around this time every year and I think I might be grass I always have oh. this wild cold quote-unquote but I've tried I, I think I figured out it has to be allergies okay so I, th I think it's grass um Oh, when they're cutting grass, you mean? It's just not grass. Yeah. Period. Go grass, <laughs> grass pollen, period. whatever it, it is. Great. <laughs> yeah. So, because I know every, I'm, I remember one year I was sitting in my grandmother's backyard. Yeah. And you know, grass, obviously. You know, grass. I was just kept yeah. sneezing over and over, like seven <laughs> times in a row, sneezing, sneezing. So, yeah. Yeah, it I, must be. Yeah, uh, I think that's what. What made you start talking about it? What What made you want to talk about it? Because it's pretty recently, and you're still in the process. It's not like oh. I'm completely. Yeah, for me, you know what's crazy. So when I f when I first wrote about what happened to me on my blog, you know, a couple of days after it happened, when I was still in Germany, mm. I didn't expect the response to be what it was. I got phone calls, text messages, DMs. People, people you knew, yeah, or people knew, people yeah. I didn't know, people oh, really? sharing my stories, yeah. And I didn't expect for that to happen. I was just sharing my story. I just yeah. shared what happened to me, right? And then when I felt like, okay. People are, you know, actually, you know, gravitating towards this and like could relate to what I'm going through mm. and felt seen. I was like, you know, wow, like there's actually more people out there dealing mm. with the same thing because I felt super alone when I was going through with, with it. As I'm sure you probably were too. Yes. You felt like you're the only person where like, hey, yes. nobody else going yes. through this but me. Exactly. But there's so many other people out there, especially. It's so common. It's very common. So, especially for an athlete, with all the things we have to deal with, yeah, I knew there were other people out there like me. So, but that's know, when you figured out. Yeah, that's when, when I figured like, out. Like through the response. Yeah, through yeah. Response, yo, shit, this is crazy. Like all these people are not hitting me up, like, and you know, yeah. telling me, you know, I went through the same thing. Thank you for sharing. You know, I appreciate it so much. Wow. And you know, or my dad went through, my mom, or whoever. You know, it was yeah, just exactly great responses. So then I felt like you know, can okay, maybe. Maybe this is what I need to be doing, you know, outside of playing. Yeah. Maybe I need to keep talking about this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where it started. 
Can I ask you if you're religious? Yes. You are? Yeah. Do you think that helped you? The first thing I did when I got back to, to Stockholm, my grandma Bible started reading. So for sure. Um, my grandfather was actually a priest here in Sweden. Okay. So I'm used to, you know, church culture, going to yeah. church on, you know, Easter and Sundays and Christmas or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. So I grabbed my Bible when I got back and, you know, started reading from, you know, start to finish. I haven't finished it yet. I'm on, I think I'm in the middle. I'm in, still in the Old Testament. Mm. But it's, you know, for, my, you know, my spiritual health. You know what I mean? And I started changing some things, you know, with how I live my life as far as, you know, saying grace now. I started saying grace now before every meal. Yeah. Praying more, not just for myself, but for other people. And going to church, too. Was that a part of your everyday life before? It wasn't. No, it wasn't. I, the, before before this happened, I hadn't been in church in, I can't even remember how long. I just stopped going to church. And then okay. I, no, I started again after this happened. And, you know, picked up the Bible and all the other good stuff, like I said. So, and mm-hmm. I felt like that helped me, too. You know, kind of keeps me balanced. You know? Yeah. It's very interesting because in Sweden, Stockholm, where we are right mm-hmm. now, it's not very... No, I know. Uh, Sweden is very secular when it comes to religion. Very, right? very. But I felt like that that helped me too because I'm also re- uh, religious. Okay. For me, it was a combination of the mental health, the physical health, and the spiritual health. Yep. I when do. you have those three in line, I think you're on the better. Of course. Of course. That's how I felt too. And, you know, certain things, I mean, let's be honest, certain things in the Bible are not, you know, Of course. Great. Of course. Especially I the mean, Old Testament. Some things I've picked up and I'm like, whoa. I'm like, You're like, you graphic. should see a therapist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, Luke definitely see a therapist. Hey, John too. You know what I mean? Like I was certain things I was reading like, yo, yeah. this is crazy. You've right? seen symptoms in yeah, everyone now. Yeah, I'm like, yo, this is nuts. But um, no, for sure. I couldn't agree more. You need that, that balance, you know, of all three, mental, spiritual, and physical. And that, emotional was one I had too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundred percent goes hand in hand. But I feel like that's not when you talk about mental health here in Sweden. The the rare few times you do, that's not very. You don't talk about that. You don't talk no. about the spiritual. No, spiritual at health. all. I agree. That's it's unfortunate, but you know it is. It's just is what it is. Um, yeah. Certain, everybody have their own ways, right? Everybody of course. Have their way of. Of course. Of dealing with it, you know, maybe some people might pray to a god that, or that we might not pray to, or have their own form of religion. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, if we can make it practical, if someone is going through something right now, mm-hmm. what would you say to them? And can you make a like a small list of? Okay, try this and this and this. Okay, so practical, I would say first things first, see a therapist. Very important, even though it's tough. But See, find the right one. Find the right one, yeah. first of all, yeah. Mm-hmm. And even if that means going through to five different therapists before you see that, find yeah. that one person, do it. Mm-hmm. I had to see two before I met my my third one, who yeah. I'm still with today. But how do you do it? How do you find a therapist? Do you call the the doctor's office? I mean, here in Sweden, I think they have um, therapists through the doctor's office that you can recommend you to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that might, I mean, there might be several therapists working in the same building. So, yeah. you know what I mean, you could still juggle different ones to see who you prefer. Um, you could also go and try to find somebody through, you know, the private sector. Because mm-hmm. uh, my mom, the one I got through my mom, she's in the private sector. She doesn't work through uh, the health and yeah. health field, so mm-hmm. in the public sector. So there's those two ways, I would say. So I guess in that sense, it would have to be like word of mouth or try to, you know, see if there's anybody that knows somebody mm-hmm. that knows somebody. and mm-hmm. kind of. Um, so that, uh, meditate. I would say meditating. And how can you meditate? Meditating to start off, there's 
all these different apps now and, you know, channels, mm. YouTube, social media, and where you can they actually guide you through the meditation. Okay. It all comes down to your breath, your breath really. Sitting down somewhere quiet or laying mm. down. I'd like to, I prefer to lay down, actually. Mm. And just taking deep breaths and being focused in on those breaths. I would recommend that for sure. Writing helps me. Mm. That helps me. It could be whatever. Yeah. Could be like your personal diary. Could mm-hmm. be a journal, thoughts, feeling, or just writing it. Writing, off. Yeah. whatever you know, whatever comes to your mind. Mm-hmm. And I think I would say, lastly, because that helped me f- trying different things that you might not have tried in the past. Like, could be anything. Like in in your case, what in, was oh, it? Oh, in my case, oh, so I started getting more to like plants and stuff. So in my apartment now, my own apartment, not my mom's apartment. I actually got my own spot now. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> Love you, mom. <laughs> it's Mother's Day today. <laughs> it's Mother's Day today. Yeah, happy happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Here I'm sitting recording a podcast. Go to Grace. Shame on you. Uh, <laughs> no, but so in my own apartment, I actually um, I got a bunch of plants now, and I f- I found that when I was, you know, watering and you know cutting or you know replanting different plants that I had. I, it kind of gave me a sense of like, okay, I'm creating something. You're nurturing. I'm yeah. nurturing something, yeah, right? Yeah. Creating and nurturing mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it just gave me a, like a good feeling. I can't really explain it, but I've never been a person to have green hands and sit there and you know plan, you know, mix dirt and do whatever. Listen, there, here's where the sandal are. I yeah. came from. <laughs> I swear, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I've never been that person ever to do that but when I tried it once it was like okay you know I actually like this feeling and so now I have a bunch of different plants in in my apartment so Hmm. that you know that was it for me for somebody else might be cooking or you know but was this like on your own initiative or did someone tell you like oh maybe you should do this no it was my own initiative because I felt like I had like I think I had one or two plants in my mom's apartment in my room and I I think it was, they were gifts from friends. Mm-hmm. So I figured, you know, I got to bring these with me. Mm-hmm. I got to keep nurturing them. And they just kept growing. I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. this, is, this is really growing. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So then, you know, I felt like, okay, well, I have one. I got to complement this one with more plants. Yeah. So I went to the to um, one of the, the stores and I got, you know, different ones, cactus and and uh, like a palm tree, like a small palm tree. But a cactus is like pretty self-efficient. Yeah, yeah. That a self-efficient. I mean, they do grow though. But yeah, you're right. No, I'm, I'm not gonna do much with cactus. You, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. But I got a, a I got, I did get a um, a small. Um, actually, my grandmother got me a, a small lemon tree as well. Oh. Yeah, a small lemon tree. I got a smaller palm tree and a bunch of other ones. I can't even really know the name of, but. Cool. Yeah. So you know that's that was it for me. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you know, to each his own. So you just gotta find what you like. Of course. No, for me, because when I was at my lowest, mm-hmm. I was very open about like, first of all, I wasn't aware of that I was dealing with mental health at all, um, and uh, I actually called the doctor, um, and I was like, I want to see a doctor now. I think it's because it's physical. It shows physically. Mm-hmm. And when the nurse talked to me, she was like, it, mm, it sounds more like you need to see a psychologist. Mm. I was like, no, that's not mm. it. I need to see a doctor. Very offended <laughs> that she would think <laughs> Upset. that. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, listen, come here in an hour. We have a spot open. Mm. I go there. I feel, I feel this weird type of shame. Hmm. So shameful that I'm in this state. This is not me. How can I be here? Like, 
I'm I'm I I remember to this day I go in a huge like my brother's oversized hoodie. So basically, no one recognized. Like I don't know what it was. So she calls me in, and she just says, "Hi, Irene. How are you?" I completely broke down mm. in my head. I was like, and I I think I was very rude to the therapist. <laughs> I think they're used to it. I think they can deal with it. <laughs> I was like, what the hell am I doing here? I'm not supposed to be here. And yeah, that was the the beginning of it all. And she she asked if I want to go on antidepressants. Right. Yeah. And that made it worse for me. I didn't accept it, but just the question made me because I, I think that's when I realized like, okay, it's it's something it's mental right, health. Right. Yeah. I was like, no, I don't need it. Mm-hmm. It becomes like an ego thing. I was like, yo, I'm Yeah, that exactly. Shit. You know exactly. I mean? And I think that's also where the shame came. I don't know why that was why that was it. Mm-hmm. I was Were you so sorry, no. the, the the therapist you saw the first time you stuck with that person? Because I didn't know better. Okay. Okay, that's interesting. I didn't know better. Okay. I was like, okay, I don't know how to like do I ask for someone else? Right. It's very rude to say mm-hmm. I don't want to be with you. Mm-hmm. I like so I just stuck with it and I think Looking back at it, maybe I should have changed mm-hmm. like after the first time, but I was so deep into my own shit that right. I wasn't, it was just talking to someone. Right. You uh, only see things clearly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get it. I was talking to my family about it. Okay. I wasn't closed about it. So I was actively trying new things to get better. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what this was. Mm-hmm. So uh, I moved back home. Okay. Like not officially, but... Right. I was like, then, uh, then I don't need to cook. Then right. I don't need to see anyone. Right. Then maybe that was, uh, it was good, but not mm-hmm. for good reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started eating healthy, and then I started training. And I think when I focused on the body more than the mental health in the beginning, that was so nice. Right. That that helped me. And then when you start to feel a, a little bit better, mm-hmm. you then start to work on your mental right. health. For me, that worked. It's interesting you mentioned training because or working out because what people don't realize, and this is a fact, ladies and gentlemen, working out or you know physical activity is super important yeah. for your mental health. I cannot stress that enough. It's it super is, important. It's, it's the first thing you should do. Exactly. Very important. Yeah. And, yeah. and also what you put, you know, believe it or not, <laughs> what you put in your body does make a difference. <laughs> it really does. It does. It really does. Uh, when, when I started eating healthy, when you said you you went vegan, I didn't go vegan, mm-hmm. but when I started eating healthy again, mm-hmm. I felt so different. Right, right. And in combination with the training, and it doesn't need to be this whole plan and the personal trainer and everything. Mm-hmm. Just you can walk mm-hmm. half an hour a day mm-hmm. and then go to the gym right. or whatever it is. Right. Just keep active. This podcast is such a passion project, mm-hmm. so not being able to do that really messed with me. Of course, of course, I get it. It was like. Oh my God! Who Something am that I? you always yeah. wanted to do, and yeah, no, it was kinda... it was pl- it was actually everything was planned in September. Okay. I had everything booked, everything done. Wow. Like I was gonna start. Because a lot then, of it's a lot of work behind this. People don't really realize. Oh that. my God! Yeah. This is the easy part. Yeah, this is the easy part. Pressing play and yeah, talk. Yeah, exactly. It's easy, <laughs> but doing everything around it, mm-hmm. it's a lot of work. And then realizing, like, okay, wait, I need to just wait a week or two because I'm not feeling very good now. And then that turning into months. And then not knowing when I will start again, mm-hmm. it took so much. Yeah, it was on the me. kind of same for me with the basketball. It took me a lot to get back to mm. playing again. 
I mean, I was just working. I didn't play for a whole year. I only worked. I worked out. I practiced with teams. Yeah. But I didn't play for a whole year. I didn't play a single game for a whole year. After. My Did you know you episode. would eventually come back? No, I was close to hang, I was close to calling it quits and saying, "Okay, uh, I'm not playing anymore." Yeah. I told the first, first thing I told my mom when I got back, I told her put the basketball because I had a basketball in my room. Mm-hmm. I told her put it somewhere where I don't know, like where you put it, like, like just yeah. hide it. I don't mm-hmm. want to see it. And so she did. And I didn't touch a ball for like I want to say a month and a half, almost two months. Mm-hmm. And the first time I did, I felt like it was the first time me ever playing basketball. Like I, I was like, like I felt like I was so trash goes like, yeah. damn I lost a step I really can't but then yeah. you know you know like slowly but surely I got back into it but, but but did it feel like a win anyways because you were aware of how you were doing it felt honestly at first it was just a challenge to play or practice but yeah. then it felt good after a while I felt like I was kind of finding the fun yeah. just having fun again yeah, like yeah, when yeah. you were a kid just playing just have for, for fun exactly, with your friends exactly, or whatever exactly. and that's what I was getting into so in that case yeah it was a win Mm. But to get to that point was it was a long road, mm. and people were asking me like, "Yo, why are you not playing? Or you know, you yeah. can play with us. Hey, you know, teams been here and, and Sweden trying to to pick me up." And, yeah, and I just knew, and that's that's also how I knew I, I've grown because I told them no. Oh, I told them so no. Important. I said no. This, yeah, it's not. Oh, I, I'm not so there mentally. I can't do yeah. this right now. I just oh, you need, said that. I'm them, not yeah, there mentally. Yeah, I told them I'm not there mentally. Oh, wow. I can't do it because wow. just going into that environment of competing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, dealing with coaching and mm. preparation and all that stuff and on top of that I was working and you know I I, I just knew I wasn't ready for that mm-hmm. so I said no I'm just not I'm not prepared I'm not ready yet so I took a whole year vacation essentially yeah where I wasn't playing mm-hmm. we was practicing working out focusing on my own stuff so I had my schedule was flexible where I could go work out here and if I wanted to skip practice go see my therapist I did or yeah. go to the you know lift weights or see friends I was just doing me for a whole year. That's when we met, right? At that's work. That's uh, yeah. That's what I want to say when we met at work. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was that. F- was it the fall or the the spring? I can't. I, remember. I can't remember. Yeah, it was yeah, that, it was that year. year. Yeah, because yeah. that was my first year at the at the school. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Exactly. And then, then I was dealing with a bunch of stuff at that school, but that's a whole story. That's story. I think story. we all have our issues. Uh, 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 check back for episode two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, now we're not working there. We're like outing everyone. Yeah, no, no. exactly. Uh, <laughs> but hey. you're going back now. No, I'm not. Going, no, no. <laughs> I'm not going. No, back. Yeah, I'm not going back. Hey, those days are over. <laughs> Sorry, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's interesting how to how to bounce back or yeah. how to bounce back to a to a better version. Yeah. And the, the, the crazy thing is too, when I first my when I first went to Germany, people thought that I don't know people I thought that I would be able to just take okay, you know, I'll deal with this and I'll be back here in a month. Yeah, I'll go back to Germany <laughs> in a month. I just go see a therapist and yeah, you know, a month yeah, I'll yeah. be good. Uh, and then, you know, a year later, I'm like, damn, what the hell was I thinking? Like, But that's I felt like in my process, getting to the point where I could say no because of my mental health, mm-hmm. I was like, I need to take care of myself yeah. today. That's people empowering. That. People don't get that. People, yeah, are people so don't get that, but it's also it was very empowering right. to be able to 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 protect your mental health. Exactly, protect yourself. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because you become aware in such a different different way when you're going through it yourself, or when you have gone through it. For sure, for sure. I I was I was the same way, and I'm not. That's when I started putting myself first. Super important. No, remember when I when I first texted you about this podcast? I was like, oh, I want to have you on the. 
You mean this year? Like no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in yeah, January. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I remember. I was. I, I was... thought you forgot about me. No, 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 no. I was like, that. she was bullshit. I'm like, she's not trying to do this. I found someone better. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I'm like that. She just left me out to dry. I'm like, ain't that about a B word? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, um, I was actually. That was the period when. Uh, I was starting to have a couple of good days back. Okay. A couple of good days. And oh, those wow. good days, I was like, okay, I need to take this and work big because that makes me feel good. My uh, planning the podcast. Right. And then after a while, I was a bit hesitant to to because I knew I wanted to have you on. Right. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Um so I was I was like yeah, let's just text him. Yeah. Worst case is to no. know. I'm, right, I'm yeah. fine with it. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, oh, this is gold. Yeah, yeah. I would love to. Yeah. I think that's one of the turning points. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Because um, That makes me happy. And I want you to know that because that was, in a way, like, oh. The project is still alive. Yeah. I'm do. I'm go. Like I'm. I'm yeah. going forward. Yeah. Uh, so just alive. hearing your like enthusiasm yeah. and like yes, of course, right. made such a. It was such a huge thing yeah. for me. Yeah, like because this. Oh, well, I mean, it's because it's an important conversation to have. You know what I mean, mm. it's super important. And mm. I've had this conversation. I've been interviewed in you know the local newspaper down in, in North Shepherd, and mm. you know have had like a. Um, I've had personal talks with kids. I've spoken in front of uh, some kids in you know the in the on the neighborhoods and in Tiansta. Yeah, the response has always been positive. Have you ever had a negative response? No, it's always been positive. That's crazy. Positive responses. It's always been good. It's been I've had some sad responses in mm. the sense of having people reach out to me, kids reaching out to me too, like hey. I have suicidal thoughts and I'm 12 years old. But in in in, in a weird way, that's good that they're that's, reaching good. out. Yeah, yeah, it is. But it's sad in the sense like, why are you dealing with this at such yeah. a young age? Yeah. But it's always been good feedback. So when you asked me, I was like, yeah, sure, cool, let's do it. You know, it's yeah. not, you know, and you know, if anything else, it's just like, okay, well, we're chit chatting and having exactly, a good time. Exactly. You know exactly. I mean? so, yeah, for sure. No, no, no. So I wasn't forgetting about it. It was just like I was still in the process. Mm-hmm. I needed to get back on my. Uh, uh, on my feet because I I really care about it mm-hmm. and especially this episode so I wanted to do it good and I wanted to do it in uh, in a state where I could openly also talk about my process right uh, I don't I don't think I'm close to I I'm think I'm still in the process and I think I always will be yeah, in, in a sense are. yeah it, it really feels really feels good to hear your story and your side of it and I and I know you're also you're working with these young adults that we're addressing mm-hmm. and you're young and you're a man in the society mm-hmm. and and all of that mm-hmm. so i think it's very important mm-hmm. do you want to do something with this in the future yeah oh, potentially yeah? yeah potentially um like i said i did some public speaking for, mm-hmm. uh, in front of some kids last summer and uh, the the feeling that i the reward and the feeling i got out of that was probably better than even winning a championship that i just did really yeah it was cuz First of all, it was some kids that I could relate to their background. Yeah. Number one, and some of the things that they deal with on a daily mm-hmm. basis, mm-hmm. and I knew also they could, you know, relate to my story. Yeah. And if nothing else, we always have basketball in common and the love for the game, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So, with that being said, I just felt like it was great to have basically talking to yourself, like twenty kids that could essentially be yourself when mm-hmm. you were young, and just talking chatting right it wasn't yeah. like i was 
really teaching them something or, you know, we were sitting having a dialogue. It was something, mm-hmm. you know, at times I would, you know, go and tell my story, of course, but yeah. I was also asking them questions like, okay, do you know what meditation is? Yeah. Or do you know what performance anxiety is? Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Talking about self-esteem and self-confidence, yeah. the difference between the two. And I, also, I was also learning things mm-hmm. while I was, you know, reading about these things. Mm-hmm. I was learning new information. You're more op- open now, aren't you? Very. Yeah. Very. Yeah. And people are like, you know, you know, you know, you're, you're, you're so brave. It's like I'm not. I'm just telling my story. It's not about that. I'm, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I'm not. People might be uncomfortable talking about that, and that's I get it. But I'm not, it's not about being brave. It's just telling your story. Do you think sometimes you're doing this for your younger self? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because in therapy, you also realize that a lot of things that you're dealing with today is also childhood trauma. Mm. Or generational trauma. Mm-hmm. I have both in my family. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, I got the, I got the <laughs> jackpot on that one. <laughs> so I'm, you know, I'm dealing with stuff that, you know, my great grandparents dealt with. Yeah, generations going back, mm. and then they haven't been able to break that chain of uh, of a trauma. So I'm trying to be that person that breaks it. You know, as lo- you know, as well as my as my brother and and yeah. so so, yeah. For sure. But but that is brave in a sense. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess. If, but I, I'm not. I, when I mean brave, it's it's like, for me to speak about it in front of other people is not. To me, it's not uh, about being brave. I get it. I get you it. Know what I mean, it's yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. telling your story. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's the same way. If a person would ask you, oh well, you know, where are you from? Or you know, mm. what I mean, it's like not that I would you know, throw that into the conversation based off a question like that. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, oh, mental health. I and mean, I have depression. You know what I mean? It's not not that. But no, of course. if somebody asked me, I'd be like, yeah, you know, I dealt but, with this. Yeah, but I think it's related to the stigma of being of super course. vulnerable. Yeah. And, uh, so I think it's just, you know, being open and and talking about it. But it helps. It does. It does help. It helps to, to, to be transparent sometimes. Exactly. And sometimes, it's, to me, it's kind of comical seeing how people react to what you tell them. You look at you like... You know, the, the eyes just, you know, big, big fish eyes all of a sudden mm. looking at you like during the headlight. Just like, oh, wow, I didn't expect that. But OK, cool. You know. Yeah. I, like people who are uncomfortable when yeah, you tell your story. Super uncomfortable. Some people get super uncomfortable. And, and you know, I, if they get uncomfortable, I'm not going to. It's like, OK, you don't have to talk about this. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. It's cool. You know. So you just stop talking about it then? I mean, it really depends. I mean, if, if it's also kind of it's about you also having like uh like a a, a a sense of, of where the conversation is going oh, and what you're talking about. You know? <laughs> of course, of right. course, of course. But if but look, if you ask me, then I'm going to give you the honest truth. Yeah. If you can't deal with that and that makes you uncomfortable, that's I'm your about to problem. Tell you, then it's, you know, yeah. that again goes back to some people might not always understand and respect it. Yeah, yeah, yeah But, yeah. you know, you ask, so. Of course. You know what I mean? If you would give a recommendation for a book, it doesn't need to be connected to mental health. Oh, like just okay. like your favorite book. Okay. Ooh. I actually just finished reading a book now in uh, a Swedish book though. It's called um Slumpens Born. Okay. So it's basically about the history of, of uh Gambia and Sweden and like the first Swedes that ever went to Gambia and then kind of the the connection today, like from where it started till today, because you know, there's obviously a bunch of Afro Swedes here and a yeah. lot of people from Gambia, mm-hmm. especially. So, and it's just the history of it was very interesting to me. So that one I can recommend for sure. Let me see. Let me get an English book in there. Um, <laughs> so 
and this is actually a crazy story. So one of my one of my teammates that I played with in the UK back in 2017, his name is Alex Uwumi. Shout out to Alex if you're listening. Um, he wrote a book called uh, Gaddafi's Point Guard. Okay. So it's autobiography. So he's talking about he's telling no. a story about him playing in Libya during the Arab Spring. During wow. the civil war in, in Libya, yeah. So he's wow. on the ground when everything is going down. And I'm talking about everything. And the stuff that he describes in the book of what he actually has to deal with yeah. is shocking. And the crazy thing, so backstory, when I got to the team, <laughs> I had no idea who he was. <laughs> okay. Right? He's a vet too. So I'm, you know, we're chopping it up, talking like, oh, you know, Malik, Malik, you know, whatever. And then one of my other teammates, he's like, yo, you know what that is? Because we, you know, we're living together. I'm like, no, what you mean? He's like, dude, that's like Alex Awumi. Like, he, he wrote a book and this, that, and that. I'm like, what you mean he wrote a book? Yeah. So, you know, as we all do, yeah, Google. Google <laughs> so I Google this dude, and I see TED Talks. I see YouTube clips. I see, I'm like, wait a minute. So I pressed, uh, I pressed the TED Talk. So one of the TED Talks on YouTube, he's actually talking about what happened. We tell okay. the story. Yeah. And I think, I want to say it's about 10 to 15 minutes long. I'm sitting there like this. Like my jaw just dropped. I'm like, me and my team, we're both like, what the f-? <laughs> <laughs> So, wow. yeah, I was crazy. So then we go to practice the next day. You're like, listen, yeah, I no, no, you no. yesterday. So, like, I'm, so in my head, I'm like, yeah, like, yo, should I say something? Should <laughs> I, I not? I'm like, yo, yeah. I swear it was crazy. I'm like, yo, I don't know if I should say something. Should I not? Should I be quiet? <laughs> and I just decided, yo, what's good? What's good, Al? Like, nothing. Yeah. And it kept on. And I, to this day, oh, I never, I never, really? yeah, I never asked him no. anything. I got his book. I did get his book. So, okay. I, asked him, so I, I ordered it and asked him to sign it for me, which he did. So, but I never, to this day, never asked him anything about it, ever. Because the things in there are, they're, they're pretty traumatizing okay okay so you think he wouldn't yeah. want to talk about yeah, it no like i don't that think often. it's not okay. something that you would ask just like that no no like no, he'll, okay. he'll say sometimes like yeah it's like when i played in libya but like you're looking at him like oh yeah what happened <laughs> <laughs> tell the story <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tell yeah. us yeah but no so definitely so uh gaddafi's point card i can definitely i look have to yeah, i have to read look it. it up wow it's crazy very and then you know especially because basketball is always something that you can relate to of course course. but what he had to deal with he was on the battlefield so he's the next uh, guest on this podcast hey hey, (laughs) if i if i can i'll gladly please do your magic i'll gladly i'm telling you because he his story would be wow yeah i mean he's done a bunch of podcasts but he's yeah he's big time yeah probably Yeah, yeah. yeah he's great Wow. Okay. So then, guys, you have two recommendations yep. from Elias. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna look at both of mm-hmm. them. Oh, if I can ask, uh, what is something you wish you learned in high school? Yeah, I wish I learned, or I, I would have. I wish I had like a mentor outside of family uh, or a teacher or whoever that could teach me about more about life skills. What is that? What is life, life skills? Life skills, you know, obviously life skills is like survival skills, you know, like cooking, cleaning, all the other stuff. You okay. Know, but also life skills of dealing with challenges and setbacks. And, mm-hmm. you know, because that kind of ties into the whole mental health. You of know, course. knowing how to deal with adversity. Yeah. I think in school we're so focused on like all the literature, which is, you know, understandable, but I think we also need to find a balance of having teachers that could also be there outside of their office hours mm. and teach you about 
just life stuff. Like, yo, this is what I dealt with. And it's like talking to kids more about certain things. Yeah. You know what I mean, so I think, I think that would be something that I had learned, just like dealing with challenges better and, and, and so forth. Mm. And, I just have to say that you being here means the world to me, really. And Thank I you. really do appreciate it. And I never forgot for, forgot about you. I, <laughs> <No. promise. laughs> I appreciate um, you having me. This has been fun. And uh, I'm happy that I was able to help you in your recovery uh, by doing this. This is, this is awesome, really. Thank you. I am very excited to see what lies ahead of you. Me too. For for basketball, for modeling. Yeah, everything, life. <laughs> for, everything. For life. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. And you always have my support. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So we wrap this up. Thank you. Thank and you. And maybe we'll get you back on the podcast in the future. Just, you know where to find me. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.